Yeah. No, I mean, half of them are posers. They're the same people who would buy an iPhone without having a clue what it actually does. Um, or what's new and what's what's genuinely useful about it, but just because it's a posy factor, you know. And they the I actually people. found one person who it works perfectly for, and my, like my sister, like my eldest sister, she came to me and she's like, "When are you reviewing this thing? I want to test it out. I might actually spend money." Hey, hang on, this is Samsung now. Yeah, the, the okay. Z Flip, because okay. she just digs small phones. So she's at okay. this impasse now where she can't buy small phones anymore. Yeah, no one yeah, makes yeah. Small phones yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's like. This is a small phone that can fold open mm. into a big phone when I need it to. Mm. And I don't know, maybe I'm like more effeminate than I thought, but frankly, that's the appeal <laughs> for me too. It, you know, it actually goes inside the pocket, you know, and... But that was last week's conversation. This <laughs> week is the 74th episode of the Overclock Podcast. Right. I am Lindsay Shooters, sharp shooters on the internet. And I'm joined as always by my good friend, Gavin Dudley. Gavin, how are you doing? Hello, I'm you good, thanks. You are the editor of... Tech magazine, which is South <laughs> Africa's like, largest. Say it like I need to be reminded. Let's see what technology. We need to appease the, the powers that be. Gavin. Yes, we do. We do. No, and you, so you're very good like that. Yeah. Okay. So what am I again? Uh, the editor of the largest <laughs> consumer technology publication on South African shelves. Uh, the ABC figures, Order Bureau of Circulation figures, came out confirms last week. Confirms this. It confirms yes. it by yes, yes, you guys have quite a sizable lead right now. Oh yes. And that's like what 90% subscribers? Yep, 90 more. 98% of <laughs> subscribers. In other words, they order automatically get that magazine but that's every enough month. paying the bills yeah, yeah, let's yeah. talk about the receipts that <laughs> our good president Cyril Ramaphosa read out last week so there's been a concern for me post state of the nation address there were so many editorials that came out obviously based on the text that they received because media houses received the, the speech written up front or they get briefed about it beforehand mm. and then they start pre-writing their stories so that they can go live but I was kind of live because I always like to live tweet things like just things that pop out to me a couple of things that popped out for me firstly one megawatt or sub one megawatt personal power installation so like your solar panel or like a wind system that you have at home will be subject to like no licensing fees so you yeah. can do that for free and for mahala so, so for the record the majority when you see a whole lot of panels on someone's roof it's always under one megawatt yeah yeah, yeah. and then for, for that to be able to then sell money back to the power grid, that, that would be amazing. And then the other thing is businesses are now allowed to also, will, will be allowed to generate their own electricity um, at a small licensing fee. And then there's no limitation for above one megawatt installations, which is absolutely incredible. What does that mean? You mean you can produce as many megawatts you can as you want? freaking set okay. up a nuclear power station if you mm, really want to do. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Someone's going to try that. Some popular mechanics reader is going to try and build a nuclear reactor in his backyard, (laughs) take video of it, you know, and send it in. Yeah, Uh, these things are going to happen. But just moving on to the nuclear thing. So there's been a lot of buzz around like, we must just do renewables because renewables uh, is the answer. Where I am very much in favor of renewables. I mean, the wind sector is... Nuclear buggers. Oh, sorry. (coughs) Did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) But when it comes to baseload, you show me a, a... formalized industrial society or nation in the world that is harvesting its power primarily from renewables. Don't worry, I'll wait. Okay, okay, so what is the German story again? Because I know they've got a very high proportion of renewables and they're highly industrialized. Yes, so but they also, so you need to understand, like their energy needs are also served by a lot of gas, which they're pumping in okay. from from Europe. Russia. Russia, yeah, yeah. Uh, never asked them to. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> to have an opinion on Russia. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. We need that gas. Funny you know? that. 
and then they have actually gone into the coal business again so they've opened up a lot of like these brown coal like the worst possible is that right because i i mean i don't feel like they'd have a social mandate to do that kind of thing i'm gonna get the feeling their social that germany mandate is running pretty clean power that's the no, impression they, that's, that's presented the impression anyway. that they're presenting mm, um okay yeah you i'll put some links down in the in the podcast description like just to, to inform a lot of people think, about what's I going think on the there. thing is i think we all accept that you know we are like well, I'm not going to say we're an asshole country like that, or shithole country like that other guy said. But um, we must ex- accept that we probably can't run a premium clean power setup for the foreseeable future. Yeah. We, we're rich in a dirty mineral that makes it cheap yeah. for us to produce power. We've got vast numbers of people without power. We need to produce a lot more power. It's probably pie in the sky to imagine that we're going to produce lots of clean power quickly. So we, we, we have to accept that we might not have the cleanest power source yeah. at the moment. Um, the problem, I think, is people are concerned that we'll end up with legislation in place that doesn't mitigate against dirty power at all. It allows us to go right on building bad power stations. It allows us to go right on using using too much fossil fuel inefficiently charging too little for it and so on i think people are concerned there must be like mitigation factors in place you but know? what, what, what so, i think mm. also other things that jumped out um coding from the foundation phase education yeah that so was from the like only thing the only thing that, that, was, that jumped out for me was that um Cyril's putting some weight behind his fourth industrial revolution aspirations a you know, he announced coding for yeah in foundation uh, phase early school phase yeah yeah then there was the smart city which oh, is yeah, yeah. pretty which, amazing I mean the the because the DAF basically be lambasting him on that like can't, yeah. why can't we get our regular cities to work properly and you know forget these dreams of a smart city but he actually made good sense when he explained yeah. what he was planning yeah. and we flew into Lanseria and out of Lanseria oh, yes. on Thursday the and you did see yes, all yes. of the, <laughs> the construction going on yeah, there, which was quite amazing but I think it was a, it was a good speech it laid out a lot of like the hard truths that a lot of people don't report yeah. on about the, the achievements that had been made in the last calendar year. True, it's easy to overlook that yeah, stuff, and but hell, we, we've got a long way to go. We Jeez. look forward to, to Tito backing up a lot of the, yes. the, the future. Man, Tito's my man, I've said this before. I mean, economics and sound economic strategy, I believe, is the only thing that's going to pull us out of this stuff, yeah. man. You know, As distasteful as some of it might seem. Yeah, oh, well, we, we okay. might see a bump in the taxes. The VAT will definitely yeah. go up because we yeah. need to raise money to to <laughs> pay <laughs> off all those debts. Tito set out a very interesting controversial tweet along the lines of, how can we tax these strange evangelical churches a little more? Yeah. And I was like, not a bad idea, Tito. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Moving swiftly, Gavin, Google is switching off its Google stations, the free Wi-Fi program. Yeah, <sighs> I mean... We've only had the 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 benefits of it for like the last three months or so yeah well, what's it called google station station, station. Yeah. google yeah. station so a google station is free wi-fi set up in underserviced areas all bankrolled by google and um, facebook has done very similar initiatives all over the world with greater and lesser success and um i mean i think most people like facebook and google understand that the future of their business is based on more and more people having access yeah, the, to the, the internet next billion. yeah so even if they have to bankroll people's access to the internet they're certainly going to recoup it down the line well this is the thinking why they're backing out of this now is very unclear they say oh our business models have changed a bit but it's only been a few months so i don't know what could have changed so much in a few months i think google sees um government initiatives for connectivity and broadband coming down the line and yeah. realizes maybe you know it's going to end up 
I don't know, having to make funny deals it doesn't want to make or something, doesn't want to make this kind of investment at this time. I don't know. Uh, it's unclear to yeah, me. Yeah, they they're, they, they're pulling down on that and then they're pulling down the, what's it, the ele electricity uh, generation. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, those kite things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're pulling back on that. But then, uh, currently, Facebook is in a little bit of drama in India, um, which, which a lot of the renewable folk have assured me that they have opened the world's largest solar farm and it's producing like maybe what my household uses in two months <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway that's I didn't just know a, they were doing that actually yeah, okay. anyway Facebook yes Facebook are in some trouble because remember not too long ago there were a lot of murders happening uh, with there were rumors spreading on WhatsApp in India about people dealing in beef and then there were oh. these radical groups who were then just publicly executing people oh. for like being unregulated like beef dealers wow okay I didn't and know then, anything then, about then Modi the <laughs> Prime Minister of India was like, "Hey, okay. hey, buddy, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, hey Mark, uh -huh. um, let's let's have those those details on these people who uh -huh. have been spreading these rumors." Uh -huh. And Mark was like, "Sorry, bud, can't do that." Uh -huh. And then uh -huh. they were like, "Okay, so then on Facebook, mm. you guys need to start playing a lot more ball so mm. that we can stop doing this." And then Mark was like, uh, uh, "So there's a very good likelihood that Facebook will be run out of." <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's also the second time it's being run out. The first time was when it tried to launch its free internet initiative exactly. and only allowed people to access Facebook on the free on the so, free Wi-Fi. So, so I think know. I think in the in the wake of like the EU starting to regulate AI a lot more closely now, um, Google is well within its rights to start pulling back on its okay. social initiatives. Okay, I mean, so so the the free the free Google Wi-Fi in South Africa called Google Station was being implemented in part by a partner whose name now escapes me. So I think the idea is that Google's going to pull think, out but it's going to think Wi-Fi right okay it's going to it's going to hand the reins of the project over to think Wi-Fi who's very ambitious and thinks they're going to keep on rolling out all over the country blah 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 but you know yeah they, we'll they partnered with the Western Cape um, to roll out the free Wi-Fi around all of the like municipalities mm. and those sort of things and they're rolling out in the Eastern Cape um, and who's their CEO quite a dynamic lady Janine Rabello. Janine, oh, Janine Rabello, yes, yes, I see that. Yes. It's quite dynamic. Then just touching briefly in Huaweiville, I know a lot of you on Huawei devices, Huawei will start selling its high-end smartphones without Google services. Akram Mohammed, the chief technology officer, is quite bullish on the, the success of this. They're talking about where the app is not listed on their app store. You will have a link, a secure link to a site where you can sideload it as an APK. I've been actually up, so the way Android works right now is they've split like the kernel, the main Android thing, um, from what is the apps that work on your phone. So I've actually been updating my LG G17 Q, um, all the, because we haven't been receiving the updates quick enough in South Africa. So there's like a lot of advantage, advances in their, their camera software and there's like first party apps that have been listed on like a, a site called APK Mirror. So I've been sideloading these things. And the weird thing is you get like this little prompt to update it and then it takes you back to APK Mirror to go update it mm, from there, okay. which is which is a really interesting development. I think they're playing on a lot of those sorts of integrations happening there. I think okay, they've got into deals with APK Mirror to have these sideload things well, for those who automatically don't know, as well. An, an APK file is the app, the app basically, the application you know, package kit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so what's going on with Huawei again? For those who don't know the background or who've missed out. Huawei itself is not allowed to integrate US software products like Google into its phones. Yeah. However, you are. We as South Africans have no beef. Well, yeah. uh, technically, we have no beef with 
with America. So we're allowed to have Google services. We're allowed to have Google Play and YouTube and Google Maps. And we're allowed to have all that. Just the Huawei is not technically supposed to install it on the phone for us. So what they've done is they've created a way for us to get those apps. So when you buy the Huawei phone, you're not allowed to run the Google Play Store to easily download the apps because that would mean a Huawei's you know, installed Google applications on its phone, which it's not allowed to do. So they've created an alternate ecosystem by which you can go and fetch all the Google apps that you need. And Huawei has spent literally billions of dollars making the service work for them. And we will be the direct uh, beneficiaries of this huge investment they've made in better software for their phones. So I think Huawei is in a sense betting the farm here. If this doesn't work, or if you have a bad experience, you won't buy another Huawei phone. They yeah. have to back themselves to for you to have an excellent user experience to go on supporting Huawei products. And I think they are backing themselves. So we'll see how this goes. There'll probably be a lot more marketing information about it in the future. Mm. And then you listed here a very interesting story about the South African Post Office, which is losing at least 60 million rand a month from distributing the Sasa social grants, yeah. according to the City Press. Are they spending most of the money on cash in transit? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think they, they try to sort out this business model. And their previous CEO, Mark... That's oh good. gosh, his name escapes me. I mean, I, I, I backed him to sort this out. And eventually he couldn't work with government anymore on the stuff and left. But um, they, they really worked hard to put the post office in a position to process the Sasa grants. And so many factors worked against them. And it turns out that just moving the money to the post offices is turning out to be a phenomenally big expense. I don't know how it was handled before that the previous incumbent didn't incur these expenses, but the post office is incurring so much expense just getting money to the post offices to distribute that it's become unviable for them. Yeah, I I live near a post office that is also next. Like, Sasa Day is, is the worst. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Every neighborhood, yeah. I mean, the post office, of course, is fighting to be relevant in an age of email, you know, but uh, distributing the grants was actually a very good way to do it. Uh, it hasn't worked out. Can I can I make sure we squeeze in this next item? Yes, please. Okay. Um, SSD drives, for those who don't know what that is, the old hard drive system that went in your laptop was a whole bunch of copper plates that spun around like records on a player, except at extremely high speeds, and that was your hard drive storage. That was replaced over time by something called SSD, which is basically a bunch of RAM chips all stuffed together into a little, comp into a little box, and there are no moving parts in there, apart from the electrons that move around, like with RAM. Yeah. There's no mechanical parts like there is in a hard drive, which is a record player. So it works much faster, it runs much cooler, it uses much less power, and is much more reliable, the SSD drive. And um, only top-end laptops would get SSD drives because they were expensive to produce, but they've now become so cheap that now the majority of new laptops will have SSD drives in them. In Europe, 93% of new laptops now have SSD drives. My point is that if you're buying a laptop over the next few months, make sure you get an SSD drive. It has many, many, many benefits. And it's the kind of thing that really does matter to your day-to-day -day performance on your laptop. So get an SSD drive in your laptop. Okay. Cool. Gavin. Tech Treasure, you know, I know, Take Lot are doing the business right now. They are, they are, they are in there. They are selling things at like there's a fire sale going on right, right now. Right, fire and sale. for me, the pick of the bunch right now, if you are looking for a high-end Windows laptop, oh, is 
The ASUS ZenBook 14, the Core i7, 8 gigs of RAM, which should be fine. I oh, would like a little bit more RAM. ZenBook, ZenBooks are great. Those ASUS ZenBooks are great. Yeah, it's nice. It's minimal. It's, it's, it's a beautiful device. And it has a 512 gigabyte SSD. Oh, there it's you go. It's a 14 inch there laptop. You go. And that is selling right now for 15,999 Rand. So 16,000 Rand down from 20 grand, which it normally retails at. Mm. And I think that is, that is an absolute bargain. Mm, interesting. Okay, here's a slightly exotic item. Slightly exotic item that I've been thinking about for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this does not sound okay. good. Please Check save it. Out. It's a portable <laughs> monitor. How oh yes, okay, yes, a portable yes, monitor yes, yes, is pretty yes. much a tablet actually, but except it's an, a tablet without any of the processing power and this kind of thing. It's useful for if you want to hook your phone up to a really big screen and work comfortably. Yeah. So the uh, ASUS makes a really nice 15 inch portable monitor, it's obviously half the weight of an actual laptop. Um, and it costs 2,000 Rand, which is the price of what you'd pay for a really nice monitor, you know, to go on your desktop at yeah. work. 2,000 Rand for the ASUS MB168B 15-inch portable monitor. You want to hook your phone up to that so you can work in comfort. We've discussed this before using things like Samsung DeX and Huawei's equivalent product and so on. So get a portable monitor for 2,000 Rand, the ASUS MB168B. Awesome. So, Gavin, you have uh, a little bit of a note. Mm. You're talking about Google Play Music. Yes, yes, yes. Now, you, I know, I've slowly got my head around it, by yeah. the way. I was totally in the dark about Google Play Music, and you kept going on about it until eventually I got into it. It's, it's very good. It comes preloaded on all Android devices. I think, I think you, you, know, you must break it down for people, because it took me a while to yeah. figure out what it was. So, okay. it's, it's, that little, it's that little triangle with a that little orange triangle with the, with the, the music note in it, in like a a yellow circle it's called play music and it's google's original music streaming service okay no 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 okay 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 let me not confuse the issue what was confusing me was the youtube music oh system, okay which you get with the youtube premium yes which turns out i assumed it was all video based music but no it turns out there's also just regular yes so they, music. they yeah, yeah okay. they take all the the music Sorry, content and then they add to it like a streaming library as well yes so you get video and you get music and it's very confusing and it's actually become a bone of contention because google is killing off google play music and replacing it entirely with youtube music but the ability to stream only audio youtube music on the google home speaker in south africa is not available yet so when i switch my streaming service provider to youtube music on the home app my google home tells me you need a chromecast and a tv to play this and it's like really guy this is not what i wanted please please google if you are listening i know you listen to everything we say about <laughs> you <laughs> You're listening to us right now. Please don't kill Google Play Music. I really like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the problem is, okay, so here's what actually confused me was YouTube music. Yeah. Okay, so Lindsay persuaded me to subscribe to YouTube Premium. It was it was a good move, actually. It takes all the ads out yeah. of YouTube. And for like 110 bucks or something like that, I've got five people, that's my whole family, 
all now using YouTube with no ads. Yep. That alone was probably worth it for 110 bucks a month. And okay. you get access to all that premium okay. content. Well, okay, but, but so so one of the things that kept trumpeting was that you get access to YouTube music, and I was like, I don't need this. I got Spotify, but you, Lindsay would go on about it all the time. So eventually, I got round to poking around inside YouTube music, and it basically is just a music service. Yes. There's a little bit more video content than than you'd expect, you know, because it's obviously a YouTube service, but it's got all the same other music services. So you know, at the startup, I went through a long list of ticking the kind of yes. artists I was interested in, so it could profile me. And I haven't got around to using it properly yet, but basically it's Spotify done by YouTube. Yeah, and yeah. yeah so, it's, it's actually quite nice. I just wish mm. that they would work with their app permissions a little bit better. Yes, but the point is that you could get YouTube Premium, which means get the ad-free YouTube, and you'd get this whole streaming yeah. music service yeah. thrown in for free. So what a bonus. I haven't discovered its limitations yet, so we'll yeah. see. But right now, I mean, while it's still available, yeah. With the YouTube Premium account, you get Google Play Music thrown in for free, but only for the main so, user. So Google Play Music is the original Google yeah. streaming service, direct equivalent. So they, to they're porting a lot of a lot of the functionality. So ni the nice thing about Google Play Music is you could upload like your own music that isn't on the streaming service um, to like a Play Vault, and then that would you'd be able to stream that to any device anywhere in the world uh, as long as you have an active subscription. Which is great. Um, yeah, that's neither here nor there at the moment. Like, I, I'm, I'm astounded that there are so many people who don't have streaming services. Yeah. I'm sure all of our listeners are, well, we, are active subscribers. We need to, we need to address this. It's, it's not like good. I said before, I, I believe that access to the world's music repository is a human right. <laughs> mm. I mean, for, for 60, 70 rand a month on Spotify, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think the Apple equivalent is the same. Uh, it's 50 know, bucks for a, for a, yeah, for a but, but single if you, license. If you consider for 110 Rand, you get the ad free Google plus a few extras and plus an the entire streaming, streaming music service. service. Yeah. For, that's for five, well, for six people. Yeah. Six people, 110 Rand. I mean, come on, it's like unbeatable. You and know? Then just in closing, Gavin, so I've been playing around with the Nokia 9 Pure View, which is oh, yes. largely a lovely phone. Mm. Um, a little bit slow here and there, like that camera oh, is absolutely amazing. Oh, I'm impressed that you're but, impressed. But the, the processing is the only clutch. It like just takes forever to process an image. You mean general processing? Oh, image processing? Yeah, image processing. Because oh, okay. I mean it's firing off like, what's that, five cameras, five cameras like, every yeah. single time. Yeah, it takes yeah, yeah. So it, it's amazing. But, but the, the, <laughs> the fingerprint sensor. The optical fingerprint sensor is so trash. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I've stopped using fingerprint. I, I don't use any authentication on my phones at all anymore. Okay, I, really I, that bad. I had, I had my SIM card in there for about two <laughs> hours. And then I realized that to access my banking app in any convenient means, I actually rely a lot on a fingerprint sensor uh -huh. or biometrics. And I cannot do it on that phone. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and so I took my SIM card out. I, I just admitted defeat. So and I'm like, is that on screen or on the back? It's on screen. I can't even remember. It's, it's on it's screen. Optical it was one, one of the first. Really it was one of the first on screen. I've like enrolled. Uh, I'm, I'm one with fingerprint sensors. I've been using technology oh, yeah. since And he succeeds started. where I fail all the time. Yeah. But I've enrolled my fingers so many times and different types of fingers and oh. in different orientations. and every, I've done all of my tricks and <laughs> without fail, it works like the first two times and then it just does not work at all. Yeah, that. it was one of the first under screen fingerprint sensors, so it doesn't surprise me that it's bad. I mean, it's it was one so of the first. Trash, yeah, 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 so yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it's a lovely phone. The stock Android experience is limited. I do enjoy a lot of the enhancements that Samsung brings. Mm. Um, to the, I actually made a post yesterday where it was like, what I want in a phone is 
the the audio experience, so the quad deck and the boombox speaker from the LG G7 mm. ThinQ. Then I want the camera system from the Nokia 9 PureView <laughs> and the rear firing mic, which at least Samsung has addressed now with yeah. the S20s. They put a microphone uh-huh. at the back pointing in the right direction. And then you want the processing And power. then I want like the software and the processing power Samsung. of like the S20 yeah, plus yeah, the yeah. battery life of the of the the battery life and the face ID from the Apple. iPhone 11 Pro Max. <laughs> but what the phone manufacturers actually think I want is a S10e that folds in half. Oh, right. Okay, okay. <laughs> on that note, Kevin, yeah. I'm done. What's I'm happening done. in your life? Um, let's see what's going on. Uh, not much. Again, we're preparing for Comic-Con. I've mentioned this before. We are interviewing a very interesting South African entrepreneur. He's a total geek. And, well, Lindsay's actually interviewing him. He's developed a 12.1 surround sound digital processing system for sound and atmospheric sound and interactive sound and so we're interviewing him in the next magazine um, we also have a complete write-up of both new consoles the PlayStation 5 and Ooh. the Xbox Series X Ooh. in the upcoming issue of the magazine my editor's letter predicts that these will be the last consoles ever made, last proper consoles ever made. Now, if you think that's terribly controversial, you should get the magazine, read my Ed's letter, but you can also feel free to hit me up on Twitter or on Facebook, ask questions, and we'll respond. I feel you, there's a Steam Link port now on iPads. Oh yeah, for example, for example, (laughs) for example. So, so, uh, you can mail us, please do mail us at overclockedza at gmail.com overclockedza at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at Gavin underscore Dudley you can find me on Facebook at Tech Magazine Czar and Lindsay uh, I am that opinion guy on the internet that opinion guy.co.za is the website that opinion guy is the YouTube channel it's a lovely video about the Under Armour technology launch that they did a couple of weeks ago uh, mm. putting up a WeWork little tour and discussion with Stafford Massey, the CEO of WeWork South Africa. Uh, that's going up today, this afternoon, this evening, you'll be able to see it. And yeah, that's about me. I'm Sharpshooters on social media, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. I love fighting with people on the internet, and <laughs> I will chat to you next week. Wait, 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 I have, I have a last shout out. Last oh, shout goodness. out to our mate, Grant Hines. Grant Hines is probably the foremost gaming YouTuber in South Africa and gaming authority. Look him up and read a video. Read. Listen to watch a video he's presented about teabagging. If you don't know what teabagging yeah. is, it's time you find out. And watch his video on teabagging and form an opinion and post. That's Grant Hines on YouTube. He has yellow hair. You can't miss him. Go, Grant. Bye. <laughs>